Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now welcome to super movie brothers let's start the show this is a podcast on the pod fix network Check out more shows like it at oddfixnetwork.com. Super Movie Brothers, episode 151. What does that make it, Jay? 151. <laughs> it makes it a palindrome. Oh, that's right. 151's the same forward as it is backwards, Jay. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You did that before. I have. Yes, you have. When it comes to palindromes. Hi, Dave. Hi, how's it going? Hi, everybody. <laughs> it's been a while since I've recorded, so everything feels like a little, little fucking rusty. We, yeah. We kind of been fast and loose with our episodes and release schedule and stuff recently because just so much shit has been just hitting you got game of thrones taking up my sunday and then most of my monday and then i ponder a lot of what i digested on sunday and monday and then i dive back in on wednesday to watch it again and sure it's been taking up a shit ton of my time and it's still like the residuals of like endgame you know i'm still looking forward to seeing that again in theaters it's like it's Um, like i just had a threesome and i'm just fucking exhausted but the, but the, I'm but reaching the, for the OJ to get my electrolytes back. <laughs> but the media is on fire lately. Between like, you know, at least for me, I've been following the 76ers basketball. We lost playoffs. We're out. So that was unfortunate. But at the same time, Game of Thrones. You is mean a on Philadelphia? Fire. You mean a Philadelphia team didn't make it to the championship? Yeah, go figure. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not used to that. Oh, I know. We we're, we're we're already and like, of course we went out in a horrible way. Yeah, we're we're already like on the down on the downside of that. Uh, Terrible of that. We're, we're at the point break. <laughs> we're at the point break. Of course of, of of like this. This is like this is what it feels like when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. We're, we're getting they, back they, to they, our you know, comfort level. Yeah, we're, of of being it's you right. know losers. You know, it's 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 <laughs> like when you when you get a when you go you, you go away to college and you start feeling like fucking fantastic because uh. like you know, you're, you finally get over the whole missing home thing. You start finding yourself. Then you graduate and you move back home with your parents and it's just like depression sets in. <laughs> Because shit just goes right back to normal. All that, or, you, or you never all that leave your growth. parents' house and you just stay depressed I wouldn't know for 35 years. I wouldn't know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> Only one of us knows what that's like. Uh. All right, Jay. But yeah, there's been a ton of shit going on. A lot of stuff that's been driving our yes, attention. Yes. But I think everybody maybe wants to know. What have you been up to this week, man? It's been one week since you looked at me. Got your head to the sides and I'm angry. Well, uh, the past couple of weeks have been, um, you know... 
pretty good overall. I think we've had a lot of good times. We, we had a couple parties. Um, Broken Goblet just had a soft opening for their new location, one of our favorite breweries. Yeah, and I went to that place. That was exciting. It was. Um, I, you know what I did there? I ended up talking about Game of Thrones and Endgame. Like, you did, passionately. Passionately, with, yeah. uh, with Reese, uh, one of the bartenders there. And a random. And he is. And he is <laughs> it's several randoms. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a few people like came by and are like, are you guys talking about? And like, Oh, was, I know. It was like in hushed tones. It's like, is this a spoiler-free place? <laughs> And we're like, come on in, brother. It's spoiler free in here. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Dip your toe in. We've seen that shit. <laughs> it was great. I had to walk away, but yeah. it was it was uh, it was getting a little too heavy for me. Yeah, and and, and uh, it gets but it, that it was fun Reese. though. It, I know Reese is intense. I love Reese. He, he's he's a proper geek. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Proper. I, like like I, I feel like me and him are the two guys like in trench coats like right around the corner. Yes. And people are just like absolutely. Yeah, man. I I need a fix. We're like, oh, you need that geek. <laughs> Let me hook you up with that geek, brother. Let me give you that. Oh shit. my god, it's so true. I'm gonna get you high on all this so geek. This is a spoiler zone, bro. <laughs> <laughs> let's go behind Full the dump. Let's go behind a dumpster and tie one off. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, so the soft opening went great. It was a lot of fun. It yeah. was a really cool, uh, cool night, you know. Um, and you know, I'm just gearing up for a little golf trip this coming week, so. That's fun, and then obviously my sister's getting married in two weeks. So excited for Mexico! Gearing up wait. for a little golf sesh. You know, oh, gonna go out. I can't wait. Gonna go out. We're gonna can't wait. We're gonna sodomize each other and womanize some women. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I'm, it's gonna be a lot of Corona lights and cigars, and yeah, <laughs> you know, just just guys, and hopefully sneaking some uh, some bourbon. Just guys being guys, just wearing the color yeah. salmon and yeah. sear sucker pants. Well, that's me mostly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll be exactly. the, I'll be the pretty much the only one having the balls to pull that just, off. Just 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 nothing says i will bring out my fedora my straw hat fedora of course you would <laughs> nothing says like this is what a man looks like this is like. the week when i go all out and go as flamboyant as i want because fuck it where That's, else are you gonna pull this it is at? this yeah. is the picture of manhood it yeah. is jay in a salmon colored polo with sear sucker pants and a freaking <laughs> straw hat fedora drinking corona light talking about what a man he is yeah that's pretty much what it comes down pretty to. much that's 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 me fair enough <laughs> my, my takeaway from from the broken goblet soft opening was i got to meet your lady friend for the first time you did and i bonded with her the way i bond with everybody i made fun of you <laughs> and that just reeled her right in oh yeah 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 i uh i i, I know she told me a little bit about that yeah yeah. Seem, you know um, so, oh, you, you are my polar bear and i know john like <laughs> my we other, break the ice yes yes <laughs> my, my my buddy john the same thing it was him just busting on me it, it's, it's same same way it's the best way to do it right well it's it's disarming right because yeah, because right. because now you know no one's putting you up on a pedestal no how so, can you <laughs> so, so we need that that's what we need to do sure. just in case she's putting you on a pedestal sure. we need to we need to we need to make sure that she's prepared Ground her in reality yeah we yeah. need to make sure she's prepared like right. and the way i did it was i was like uh you disappeared for like ten minutes, and you were off talking to some random, like five foot two bald dude in a corner. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> I see him at the gym once in a while. He's a good guy. Okay, so he's so guy. so he's literally he's an irregular member. He's yeah. just he's just barely below acquaintance. Like you know his first name. What's his last name? I don't know. Yeah, is he worth? 10 I bumped minutes into of- him in Lake Harmony though. Oh, good. He bought me shots of tequila. Great. He's all right in my book. Great. All right. <laughs> he's he's in the book. I guess he gets invited to the wedding, and well, he'll be he'll yeah. be giving you your eulogy because god knows i can't do that <laughs> oh yeah uh so and so then i was like how often does he do that and she's like do what i was like just fuck 
fucking disappear and just go talk to random people that he doesn't even bother introducing I, I, you to. I, I haven't done that yet. And she no, she was like, oh, he well, he does well, that for, uh, quite a bit. Well, he, no, he no, knows somebody I, everywhere. I, I do though. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Yeah. I do every place that we've gone to. I know at least one person at that place. What you um, what you forgot is that she, even though she may be there while you're talking to that person, she's her her eyes are staring off into space. She's not paying attention to it damn thing that you're saying or they're saying or and then she said but she did get you back because she took you out with her brothers down yeah. the city where you were out of your element she was in her element she got to make you feel uncomfortable and that's and what I, and that's when i was like i like you yeah yeah and her freak flag flew a little bit all right and i saw her craziness a li- little bit i got a little sneak period of go. it so it, i think i think we're on level playing field now so it's all good i like it's this girl good. i'll fuck it up you mook <laughs> yeah so done anything yet other than that uh we, we did the broken goblet soft opening that was a ton of fun i mean as far as like i did i did some adult shit again like our bed was falling apart and not like because like we do fun freaky stuff in the bed or anything like that like uh, we just bought a shitty <laughs> it's bed. because you built it no we bought a shitty wayfair bed that was just uh, like mostly oh you built the headboard yeah That's right. i built the headboard m- right. m- mostly plywood and stuff like that and i guess just over the years of my fat ass getting in and out of bed <laughs> like it was just falling apart or luca's fat ass or whatever <laughs> you know and so i we, we got a bed we got like like a fucking super cheap like wireframe bed because i was like we're just gonna break this one anyway like mattress is still solid bed itself fucked so uh, we redid our bedroom, and I, I built some shelves to go in the bedroom and stuff. And I did some, I just did some adult shit, you know. Nice. Every nice. now and then, it, feel, it feels nice to yeah, be. Yeah, and we'll be doing uh, your deck soon, probably in a couple of weeks. Maybe, you know? eh, eh, eh. if it ever gets we'll if, if if the rain ever stops. Well, well fuck yeah. yeah. So everybody, we're in the Philadelphia area, and this spring has been a plentiful of moisture. <laughs> It's been raining, I swear, the majority of the springtime. Now, it's very lush. It's very pretty. But for fuck's sake, it's just constantly raining. Yeah. So, it hopefully, stops. it brightens up, at least for my golf trip. <laughs> anyway. You, so. laughed, you laughed too hard at your yeah. own joke right there. Well, you're just, as man, I do. You're really trying to oversell it. You really, you really want this to be a fun time for people. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, other than that, I've been getting down to playing a lot of Mortal Kombat 11. So Mortal Kombat 11, the video game came out uh, about like two weeks ago. I picked it up the week it came out and I've just been playing through it, played through the story mode. That didn't make a fuck bit of sense at all. And I've played like none of this, none of them. You're not playing Mortal Kombat for the fucking story, right? Like you're not, you're not not engrossed in like what's going on with Shao Kahn and Kodo Kang and all these other fucking people that are in it. And all the names just feel weird and stupid to you. And it doesn't matter. Keep it simple. Yeah, because John, Johnny like Cage, Mortal Kombat One. Yeah, Johnny Cage. Simple. Johnny Cage is still fucking hilarious in the story and stuff like that. Love his character, but uh, other than that, like it's just fun to get in there, learn new moves, rip people apart in just absolutely disgusting, horrible ways. And uh, I, I had a lot of fun doing that. So it made me want to go back to my Sega Genesis, and I was playing Mortal Kombat One, like the OG Sega Genesis, like where it gets to the story screen and you have to hit A B A C A B B to put the blood code in. <laughs> Right or and then like I'm playing and I was like man do I still remember Sub Zero's fatality and then it's like oh, it's like a down forward down punch and like boom and like I ripped the dude's skull I ripped the dude's head off and stuff I was like you still got it you some bitch oh yeah yeah <laughs> when we played that last fall that that 
that was frustrating because I used to be good at that game and I could not remember anything. So that you were destroying me. That gave me the the thought that I was like, you know what? I have not seen the Mortal Kombat movie from 1995 in a while, and I was like, we. I, I think it deserves. Neither have I. Yeah. I think it deserves us to go take a look back at it. Oh. So I gave us each a movie homework, and Loved I'm it. like, we are watching Mortal Kombat, and we're gonna discuss it a little bit, and then we're gonna we're gonna do something a little bit special at, at the end there, and we're gonna see if we can modern it because something came out in our news in our news feed this week mm. that uh kind of also goes right along with mortal it's a very mortal combat type time yes I and this like. episode will be mortal combat heavy people are all frustrated with the government so there's nothing more fun than like i'm fucking frustrated i'm angry i'm, I'm all about it right i'm an angry white american man look nothing's the, going my way the 90s is back <laughs> baby the 90s is back yeah absolutely yeah, all its glory so so we're gonna be doing that but before we do that jay let's get into what are you watching RJ, so what have you been getting down to watching this week, man? I have seen um, a documentary called Neat, The Story of Bourbon. Okay. So it's it's a pretty straightforward, maybe hour and ten minute um, documentary of the history of bourbon. Okay. Uh, nothing nothing overly new that I didn't already know beforehand. I think I've seen a couple of things Because you're such a fucking sophisticated connoisseur that you are. Somewhat. Yeah. Um, you twirl your glass every time you good. take a sip, but it was it was cool because this this one had a lot of the people that ran a lot of different of the head uh, distillers and distilleries and 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 you know in Tennessee and Kentucky and all those places and actually partake into the history and the making of it and the people at the place t- describing like the history and the, just the, history the, the nuances channel- of the bourbon and how didn't the history channel just have like last year didn't they do the jack daniels story with someone playing jack daniels what's his name jesse from uh, uh yeah jesse from breaking bad played Shit. jack daniels no i'm pretty oh, sure wait oh i think i did hear about that yeah aaron paul that's it did that actually come out i don't know I just know that that was a thing. I think I vaguely remember hearing. I, about I, that. I expected you, the fucking whiskey no, guy. I don't, I don't think that like, came out to, to like eat that. Well, shit Aaron up. Paul is a big bourbon guy or a whiskey guy or whatever. But like he's, I'm yeah. Say, don't, I know he's. Don't a big call snob. Jack Daniels bourbon. It's not. No, I know. It's Tennessee mash. I know. But again, this fucker uh, thinks he knows uh, something uh, about whiskey. Uh, here. Look, a lot of people say that you know. You're a whiskey fan. Are you an Irish whiskey fan? A Canadian whiskey fan? Jack Daniels fan? Bourbon fan? Scotch fan? Like, there's so many variations. Like, single, you're more of a Scotch person, Single right? malt Highland Scotch right here. Yeah, I'm straight up bourbon. I... I but that's pretty much it. I, I I can't get into scotch for some reason. I like to take me. a sip of my of my whiskey and go, oh lassie. <laughs> but it was it was a nice little documentary, so it's worth yeah. checking out. And I also saw extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. I saw that Netflix. as well. And while watching it, watch it with Lauren because mm. you know we all watch the Bundy tapes and yes. stuff like that. I looked at Lauren dead in the eye, and we were halfway through the movie, and I said. If we didn't just watch the Ted Bundy confession tapes two or three weeks ago, would we know what the fuck is going on here? And she's like, absolutely not. And I was like, no, you have to be, you have to understand the Bundy story to, to like get in on the ground level of this movie. Exactly. And that was the first thing that came to my mind as well. was like, okay, I know for a fact, my viewpoint of this movie would be very like 
completely different. And 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 if I didn't see that docu series yeah. beforehand, just recently too, like only a month or two, and you know, it was it was intriguing. It was an interesting percep- um, perspective because it's like the inner circles perspective of Ted Bundy oh. for the most part. Well, the, the, and then, it was supposed to be through the eyes of his uh, the the scenes with the for the most part who played with the woman who played his girlfriend. Yes. That was supposed to be. She did do a book that was like about yes. it. So all the scenes with her were basically from her perspective, and that last scene was 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 yeah. a, 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 something she wrote out in her book. As and it's well. not a movie that is um, trying to you know defend Bundy. No, by any I would even- per se, but like it's definitely showing the light of. The people that knew him mm-hmm. in that era and in that time plane, like like how like that would affect them and how the perceptions of like this is weird. Why are they talking about this? Like I, you, this doesn't add up. You you seem perfectly fine, normal. This doesn't add up. And like so, you it, it's a confusing time period for a lot of people involved. And you can see how charming he can be and manipulative, obviously as well. But, um. You know, Zach Efron did a good job. I think he did a fine job I think playing him. I really do. Yeah, I think the it was a, a bit mishandled. Right. Um. The way the, the I guess you could say the writer or the director pulled it off. You know, it, it was just. I think it was. It poor, was just fine. It was, it was an okay. It was definitely poorly written. It movie. Was, it was poorly put together. It doesn't come together until the last third of the movie, uh, during the entire trial sure. bit, and that's when everything starts getting fascinating. Because then it comes, then it comes back into like the right. reality of right what happened. Because now we're now if you're not a Bundy aficionado, yeah. that that's the first time in that movie right. you're hearing about his actions. Right. And not coming from like a news blurb or something that they put in the movie. It's the first time you're actually hearing like the brutality of the shit that he did, and and yeah, it, and it does a great job of of like really brightening up everything because it's like it, it, the, yeah. the light is being shined yeah. on on the facade that he was putting up and everything like that. Uh, and I I did enjoy the last third of the movie, but th- that doesn't make a good movie, right? Like to be like I really enjoyed that last third, and I really enjoyed well, that it's because scene. they had videotapes to play right. off of, so. You know, exactly. they, they knew how Bundy acted in the courtroom. Exactly. And on, on video. One of the things like and I hear people complaining about this and I don't I don't know why, but everyone's like, Well, they didn't show any of his kills. And it's like <laughs> Oh. Okay. Go play Mortal Kombat 11 if you want to see people get ripped the fuck apart, for Christ's sakes. Go do, like, what, what is that, wrong that's with people? That's ridiculous. Like, that doesn't make any sense. I, you, like, oh, I yeah. wanted to live in it. It's not a horror movie. That's the whole point of the yeah, fascination of this movie. this guy. Like, is, is, is we, they never, you never had any, like, definitive, like, you know, him, he wasn't, like, walking around in a bloody see, shirt. But like, when I see people in, like, stuff say and, things like that, and I was like, we have not come too far from Claudius, like, in, in fucking yeah, Gladiator. Yeah. And, like, people just, like, cheering at the bloodlust that they're seeing in the Coliseum. Well, like, that's that, that's no, who we are as a society. We stuff. are. Trump's elected. <laughs> You've seen it. You've seen the country rise up, and you can see, like, most, the majority of this country did has you, that boiling under the surface. Did you hear, like, his it's spe- true. Did you hear his it's speech there, in the still. panhandle? When he's like, oh, good, 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 good. what are we gonna do with all these people that are coming over? And you hear like someone in the crowd. It's in the Florida Panhandle. He goes, shoot them. And like Trump goes, yeah, well, only in the Panhandle can you say that. <laughs> just like, it was like you just advocated. You're that's the president. What, you just so advocated shooting it's, somebody. It's so irresponsible as a. <laughs> fucking president of the united states <laughs> right, Jake, but anyway keep politics out yes, of this we, shit. we hate doing this but um sorry 
Yes. Shockingly so, evil, incredibly long title sucked. It wasn't good. It, it didn't suck, but I, I thought it, it, it was um, a little mishandled and a little disappointing. It was still a fun watch because I am still very fascinated with the whole Ted Bundy sure. saga, I guess you can say, and Rainy- especially with the, the docuseries was fantastic. So coming off of this, this film, I was intrigued. Rainy Sunday morning type shit. Um, right, right. And then Game of Thrones, buddy. A lot of Game of Thrones stuff, dude. Right. We, so we had two weeks worth of episodes that we haven't talked about. Yeah, I think episode Woo. four was my favorite of the season. I might agree with I that. Loved that. I, I loved that. I love that whole Grand that. Hall scene. I loved like everybody. Yeah. I loved that moment where Tormund's just like, minor spoilers. I'm not going to spoil major plot points, but there will be some minor spoilers here. So if you didn't uh, watch Game of Thrones, skip ahead three minutes. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. So I, I I like that moment where Tormid is like ribbing John and you know he's and, and like she's watching all like Daenerys is watching yes. all these people just admire him and lavish him more and seeds like, to right. plant that she and realizing just, that she's, and she's alone so pissed off that yeah. the internet yeah. still has not settled down about this she left her starbucks cup on the fucking <laughs> table like she got so catty she left her frap of fucking chino on the mm-hmm. table and she's like you clean it up <laughs> just like, but uh I, I did love that but i loved like these like little interactions where you just feel like the flames being stoked throughout the entire episode when like you know john is is tells sansa and Arya his secret and well he doesn't tell it tell them he has brand tell them and stuff like that but i did love all that and then i love just like and i i know a lot of people have a problem with like where daenerys story is going and they're like oh the seeds haven't been sowed that long you know she only just this that only just happened last episode and now she's doing this in episode five and it's like that shit's been being sown since season two it just goes to show that i think a lot of people have not paid enough they attention live, i think of they the character live, details yeah, i think they live in the moment of the show and they're very reactionary but when you go back and you watch the show as a whole again yeah. you'll be appreciative yeah. of some of the stuff in this season do i still think this season's moving and incredibly quick pace and they're not taking well, enough time to savor yes i do think that in some areas However, obviously but they don't have the time to do it they don't have to but, but they're what they are doing they're taking in. time with character moments they are they're fitting that, those that moments we in we're getting them we're you know, getting them like Tyrion and and you know and um and varus one of the great scenes right. you know and, and they're it. discussing who should rule who should be the leader and you know, there's it's an inter- interesting conversation between them because I do I love the wine sipping yeah. politic talk, yeah, you know, behind closed doors. I love those scenes, and and it's one of my favorites in Game of Thrones, and we got a lot of that, and it was really good. Yeah, there's a lot of people. Oh, I didn't like how Jamie ended. Like, I don't like what they what they did with Jamie. He was on a redemptive arc and all this stuff, and it's like, and, just, and he was, and he did. You're right. I I still think he redeemed himself. But he, he still did it. But he knew what was happening and what was going to happen, and he knew that that was his baby inside of Cersei. Yeah, exactly. So uh, his well, don't, don't, lifelong don't, instinct yeah. was to return back. We won't spoil, but but you know, with with the things that happened, like people were just upset that he left Brienne, and it's like you're upset that he left Brienne because you like the character of Brienne and you like the idea of Jamie Lannister becoming the good guy. But does does the few good deeds he do he he's done outweigh the monstrous he did. things? He, he, he popped her cherry. That's a good deed. <laughs> she needed to get it done. She needed vitamin D, man. It's uh, been fucking cloudy for years. <laughs> 
Now she now 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 she's got a taste to her. She'd be like, "Hello, Podrick. <laughs> Go here, Pod." Probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm still really enjoying Game of Thrones. I know a lot of people out there are having an issue with it. However, I have no issues with it. I'm enjoying it. Honestly, Dave, I don't think there's any in between. I no. think people are really enjoying it or they are not. And I, is, I think I know we, um, the three of us, you, me, and Lauren. It's Star Wars The Last three, Jedi really all over it. again. It's, I know, know some people that I follow you know, in the movie world with social media, that some of them are really vibing it, really liking it. Some not so much, and you know it, it. It's I I see their perspective, but at the same time I'm like, no matter what, do you really understand the show? Like, it makes sense. No matter I mean, what, you can always just say <sighs> that it is still just as gorgeously filmed, just as cinematic, and yes. and and just as well directed as it's always been. Say what you want about the writing and stuff like that, but. It's looked the best it's ever looked this past season. It looks fucking phenomenal. Well, you know I have my reservations on episode three. And a director made up for in episode five. So, I mean, good job. All right. So, (laughs) that does it for what we've been up to watching this week. Jay, we got two five-minute-ish reviews that we got to get through. You and I both saw The Long Shot. And I just watched, like, hours before you came over, Detective Pikachu. Oh, boy. So stay tuned. We got two five minute ish reviews to get there. We're gonna do our best to keep these at five minutes ish because we got so much more show to go. We do. Let's, let's get started with the long shot. Charlotte, I would like to endorse you to be the next president of the United States. Oh my God, you've been a great secretary of state. Which state again? All of them. Secretary of State looking at us? I kind of know her. It's like kind of knowing a mermaid. Do you tell people that? She probably doesn't remember who I am. Secretary Field would like to speak with you. Florsky? Yeah! What are you doing these days? I'm a journalist. You're a great writer. But sometimes you're a little too much. I don't think I am too much. I actually think I'm the perfect right portion. It's really nice to see you again. Okay! Crack it down! I'm okay! Do boys and men just call me a cracker? It's Pretty Woman, but she's Richard Gere and you're Julia Roberts. Honestly, this has been the best few weeks of my entire life. We asked a thousand constituents how they would feel if Kate Middleton, I see where you're going with this, were to start dating Danny DeVito. Pretty negative reaction. All right, my synopsis for The Long Shot is a potato-shaped Harry Pothead idealistic journalist reconnects with his former babysitter and starts having feelings for her again. But the kicker is she's the Secretary of State and on the campaign trail. Can these two lovebirds navigate the cutthroat world of 24-hour news coverage and find true love? Because that's what this is about. He's embarrassing and she is very stately. She is. And she, these, she has new hobbies. She's got nothing to do. She lives in this world of politics she, and moving up the ladder. One line I really liked was she's like, he's like, you don't watch Game of Thrones. And she's like, I read the episode synopses. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. You know, I was like, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> like, do you think she got shocked and they're like, and that's when Ned Stark got beheaded? And she's like, no. 
<laughs> she slams her laptop down <laughs> on her on her government private jet. And she's like, "No, can you believe this?" Everyone's like, "Yeah, we watched it five years ago." We come down. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> they'll be so outraged. Can you imagine? But anyway, uh, what did you what did you think of of the long shot, man? Well, I think the first ten. 10 minutes or so of the setup um was a little was a little rocky right a little rocky for me it's it, for some odd reason i think they just didn't find their footing right with the with Here, the with the writing perhaps here's and, the thing it, and like the structure to set up for them to be together yet seth rogan's like been on the scene since like 2007 right. it's 2019 and I didn't need 10 minutes of Seth Rogen being Seth Rogen, right? Like, I, right, right, right. Or it's just like, oh, yeah, you know what? I remember when you used to be funny on Freaks and Geeks. Get the fuck off the stage. Get off the screen. You could give well, us Furiosa. See, see, that's the thing. Like, I, <laughs> I felt that when he was, when right. he was just solo doing his, right. his, his shtick. I mean, he right. looked just like Seth Rogen doing Seth Rogen. I know. And and the character is sort oh, of I'm gonna get a tattoo. I'm gonna get a right. Tattoo. The, 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 well, the character catered towards that, you know, at, in the beginning at least. Um, and then you know, even with Charlize, it was she's very wooden. She, you know, she know exactly what she's doing. Right. And he knew, you know, when the meet cue happens, that they grew up with each other. And and you know, she was a couple years older. His babysitter. They live, you know, right ne- uh, right next to each other. And they had this great. 90s nostalgia flair you know boys to men and different kind of things like that which I, I really love love it because i'm a big boys to men fan everyone is from philadelphia and, uh, come on yeah. it's philadelphia come on forget about it we're all so all boys to men fans but by the time they're together i could not believe it this is one of the best like chemistry moments of a coupling that i did not expect in in, in quite some time i thought Charlize and, and and seth did a fantastic job um i think they really gave it their all to try and make it authentic and make it yeah. work as much as possible and i and it, and it worked for me and I, I, think- I really enjoyed it and the thing is the comedy was great it really worked, I think, for the most part. Once those first 10, 15 minutes were over, I, that's, and then I was in. That's my I problem with it. Like, I think those two on screen together worked extremely well. Whitney Cummings, every five minutes coming in to continuously put him down and yeah. bash him and bash everything that's going on in the movie, got exhausting. It, it got a little fucking exhausting. It was, it was a little much in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was uh, a lot of it to me. Alexander Skarsgård, though, as, oh. <laughs> as the Canadian Prime Minister, <laughs> he, he had fun with it. <laughs> he had fun with that role. I, when, when I was watching him <laughs> and he's talking about his his real laugh and his fake laugh, and I was just like, oh my god, I now know why Jay laughs the way he laughs, <laughs>, <laughs> like so wouldn't like that because your real laugh is probably like a fucking weasel at the end of <laughs> at the end of Roger Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jay's real laugh. That's what he, that's what he never does. You're, you're going to stop laughing. Thank you're going to die laughing. <laughs> that, 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 that fucking killed me, dude, when he did that. That was so good. But just like his smile, you know, he just has this awkward. That's why like a lot of his roles, he doesn't smile. More teeth. Because, because cause Alex, cause Alex does have an awkward um smile and laugh so that's why he plays how more are you on a first roles. name basis with all these actors we're oh. talking about robert de niro you call him bobby when we talk about alexander Leonardo going, Gagre, i'm like yeah when i was like yeah with leo <laughs> but now um <laughs> you were on the red carpet this past week so when you when, when you went to the uh that philadelphia independent film Festival. Oh, i forgot to bring that up i'm no, who sorry cares? yeah no one cares no one cares about you and your three know, seconds of fame now there is a, there is a picture of jay on a red carpet i might send it out to everybody i deleted it <laughs> I have it. 
you didn't delete it. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna Photoshop your dick hanging out, mm. but then I couldn't find a dick small enough that I wanted to present to everybody. Well, I thought Kevin Bacon was gonna be there, so I, I wanted to you know <laughs> wanted to be- I wanted to compare. He does do a lot of things <laughs> Philadelphia because yeah. a lot of people don't know this, but his dad actually built our city as we know it today. He was the city. His father was the city planner, like back in the seventies. So that's uh, that's why that's, he's, that is, you know it gives the show. He was that rich kid in the block that just had the big dick and just saw, you know the fancy car and nope. just could do whatever no the hell he wanted. Big dick. No, no, just you. You, you were the I dude. I thought he had a big dick. You were the dude like freeze framing Hollow Man, and you're like, I wonder if that's the outline of his. But dick. that's why I kept on hearing. <laughs> Maybe because he was like the only big star to ever flash his dick. Long shot. We're talking about right, long I'm shot. Sorry. All right. So for me, the movie was extremely slow. Even even after they first got together, it was right around the time long movie. that there is some drug use that goes on. And I won't say in what fashion that the that the movie starts picking up. Then they find some real emotion in there as well, and then they really bring it home in the comedy in the last fifteen minutes. The last fifteen minutes is fucking hilarious. Like it's it's fun. I it's couldn't stop laughing the last fifteen minutes, and uh, it it just did a great job bringing it home. But I think as as it goes, the whole as as a whole, I wasn't like overly impressed with it. By the time it was done, I thought it was a unique romantic comedy. But it 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 didn't do anything that 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 made me be like, God, I I you know I really loved this. You know, like the first time you saw the Hangover, the Hangover is fucking hilarious, right? You couldn't wait to like watch it again. And when it came on home video, we all watched the shit out. Like, well, now we look at it as like ho hum. I'm ho hum on this after it was over. I was like, oh okay. Well, see, I I really really enjoyed it, and the. But for me, I feel like the rewatchability might plague that. Oh, definitely. For because sure. of the setup of this film. It's yeah. very formulaic in, in a lot of ways. But when they are together, it is great. And there's a lot of good funny moments, a lot of good humor, a lot of fun to, to be and had. And 100% Charlize um, Theron is funnier than Seth Rogen is in this movie. She is. During she, that hostage she, negotiation. She, she, hilarious. She, holy shit yeah that that scene alone that that might be the best thing about the movie and then and then the news and then the my news coverage God. afterwards <laughs> so this is good, this my, is good. no i gave this a b plus i i really enjoyed this movie i was pleasantly That's surprised amazing. i it, gave it a high grade it's because amazing that you 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 are like so up on it and i'm like eh, well, you know and I, i'm still giving I, i'm giving it a b plus though are you? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really, I had a lot of fun with this. I really did. It was really refreshing. Maybe just because of all of the movies and uh, the and the Game of Thrones and everything is very heavy lately. The Ted Bundy stuff, you know, Endgame, and all this like seems a lot of emotion, a lot of weight. And this movie comes on the scene. And I was really looking forward to just a good old refreshing comedy. I haven't seen Seth Rogen on the screen for a, a while. Um, I, I kept on hearing rumors that Charlie Theron was really funny in this. I was like, okay, yeah. I'm, I gotta, I gotta get out to the theaters. And see this movie. Seth Rogen's been busy like behind the camera and stuff. Very recently. happy I, I I saw this movie. Believe it or not, I, like Seth Rogen is is probably bigger in Hollywood right now as a producer than he is. Yeah, as a, I think as he's an taken, actor. I think he's taking a lot of cues from um, Judd Apatow. Yeah. So yeah. Think yeah, so. Good to him. It's definitely worth it. Yeah. Uh, I, I know not a lot of people have gotten out there to see it. What with the Pokemons and the uh, Smashy Smashy Avenger guys I, I out think, there. I think it's worth but, it. I think it's yeah. good counter programming right now for for everybody it to is. go out and see. It's definitely a date night movie. It's a perfect yeah. date night. Yeah, movie. it's perfect. It's a lot one. Of fun. Perfect one. So uh, I, I we definitely encourage people to get out there and see it. Or you know what? It'll be great on a Saturday night on HBO, man. <laughs> It will. <laughs> All right. So, Jay, I got one more five-minute-ish review to do here. I got a five-minute-ish review to do for Detective Pikachu. So there I was. I woke up with a heavy case of amnesia in the middle of nowhere. The only clue to my past is Harry's name and address inside this hat. So I made my way to the apartment, and that's when I found you and your stapler gun. Stop talking! 
talking. You're a hallucination. You're a hallucination. So you're a talking Pikachu with no memories who's addicted to caffeine. I could stop whenever I want. These are just choices. Another round, extra shot. Black as night, thank you, sweetie. I don't know, maybe Harry got in too deep. Mixed up with the wrong crowd, that kind of thing. Look, you can talk to humans. I can talk to Pokemon. And if you want to find your pops, we're gonna need each other. No, I don't need a Pokemon. What about a world-class detective? A depressed loner goes to a city where humans and Pokemon live in harmony to find his father. Instead, what he finds is a wise-cracking yellow hamster with an electric personality. These two must bumble their way through a mystery and do zero investigative work as other characters exposition dump key plot points to them in Detective Pikachu. Okay. I know my synopsis sounds like I'm a little bit down on the movie, but yeah, as far as writing goes, as far as plot goes, yeah, you know, the movies, it's it's whatever. You know, they're on this detective adventure, and just when they kind of hit a wall in their investigation, they're like, what do we do now? Someone pops out of the woodwork, and they're like, Psst, yo, I got what you need. And, and they just, like, exposition dump on them and then it moves the story forward and then you know maybe that person told the truth maybe they didn't maybe they lied it's a pg movie let's not get the plot too too deep and stuff like that what really impressed me was how they were really did a fantastic job they did a great job how they were really able to blend what people know of pokemon as like cartoons and as video games and stuff like mm -hmm. that and then make those creatures somewhat realistic even a little cartoonish but it still fit in the world and bring that to to the screen. I was actually really impressed. I was impressed with the with the CGI on all of the Pokemon and stuff, where they looked just real enough that you could almost buy them, but just cartoon enough that they weren't so far removed from what you remembered growing up if you were a huge Pokemon fan. Now, I wasn't a huge Pokemon fan growing up. I think like I missed the Pokemon train by like maybe a couple years. I think I was in eighth grade when uh, the original, maybe seventh grade, when the original Pokemon came out on uh, Game Boy. And I played that game. I, I can't remember whether I played red, blue, or yellow, whichever one of the original Pokemons. But uh, I did play one of them and I liked Squirtles. A lot. I like them squirtles. Okay. <laughs> like the little skeet, skeet, skeet all over the other uh, Pokemon there. Yeah. Uh, so I did. I did like. You know. I did have somewhat of a feeling. But when by the time the cartoon came out, I wasn't down with it. I wasn't watching it. It wasn't my type of thing. So my nostalgia factor going into this is a pretty low bar. So the fact that I was watching it and I did find myself enjoying it. You know, I'm still not crazy about Justice Smith. You know, like as just as an actor. Um. It, He's whatever, uh, you know. I, 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 he, I think he just hasn't found that role for him yet that really breaks him out. And it's not this isn't it here either, you know. And I, and I'm not even sure if this is going to start a franchise. It did make 54 million dollars this weekend, which is absolutely fantastic. Uh, but it, the, its budget was reportedly 150 million. So you know, we'll see whether it makes its money back in the U.S. You know, it still has some international releases to go. But the supporting cast, you know. You got Billy Nye in here, and you got Ken Watanabe in here as well, and they are so underused for the really fine actors that they are. Um, the really the whole reason to go see this movie is if you're a Ryan Reynolds fan and you just want to hear Ryan Reynolds do his shtick for for two hours. 
and it's that that's worth it for you. Or if you are a big nostalgic fan of Pokemon, so do you, you. So you actually think that Pokemon fans will enjoy this movie? Hundred percent. This is if you're a Pokemon fan, this is a feast for your eyes because everywhere you fucking look is a new Pokemon that you likely had a trading card for or once captured with your pokeball or if you're a pokemon go fan even like you know you're seeing these things on your on your phone on your i have a couple kids that work that are obsessed yeah so so it's worth it it. for those people (laughs) and you know i'm not saying it's not worth it for anybody else i do think the plot is pretty garbage uh but I do really like Ryan Reynolds and Pikachu, and I do like the relationship they build between him and Justice Smith's character. I, I I liked it. So there's there's things to like. I just wasn't by the time it was done. You know, I, I, I while I was satisfied with its resolution, I really thought the climax of the film was done really well as well. Um, I, I, when I stepped back and I looked at it as a whole, I was just like, yeah, it was almost overly plotty in a way mm. for a PG movie, and and, and, I, and I'm not sure if that's going to resonate with kids so much but i think th- th- they the kids that are fans they'll get them in the it seats. might hurt the rewatchability though yeah i, I don't I'm the, i don't review a movie the first time out on to rewatchability you know like i'm i, I look at it well, i'm talking about like box office yeah. wise you know but you know it's just it's just all right you know it's just all right it's it is the highest grossing video game movie of all time oh jeez it's not the best though because we will be talking about mortal Kombat in a little bit <laughs> that's still the best God damn right. But you know, it it's it's pretty serviceable and I I don't want to hate on it too much uh because I did find myself It's not your place on this, no, right? I, but, I mean, but, it's just but one I of those did, things. But I did get a lot of enjoyment out okay. of it. Okay. Especially that Mr. Mime scene, which we got a, a good amount of it in the trailer, but the, the stuff they add is pretty good and like I said, I I go along with Ryan Reynolds and I do like his shtick. So, it worked for me here. I'd be giving it like a B minus, you know? It's 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 a solid B minus. It's 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 if you got the kids and they're into the Pokemons, take them, let them go see okay. it. You know, usually I'm into like a lot of like nerdy shit, and it's just like it's just one realm I never broke into. I have a niece, Kylie, who like she loves Pokemon, and I from what I heard, she went and saw this and loved it. You know, she could, she's a huge yeah. Pokemon fan. Makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. okay, I wouldn't be surprised if, if you're giving it a B minus. I'm sure the Pokemon fans yeah. are giving it at least an A minus. So if you and, and making fifty eight million dollars in its opening weekend. Yeah, I didn't hear that. That's that's crazy. That's, that's it's good. Of, it's that's, good. That's some that's some good. Adventures right made sixty three million. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Avengers made 63. It's still Avengers three weeks in, still beating the newest movie that came That's out true. this week. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think its international audience will, will probably start raking in the money as well uh pokemon huge in japan so i think i think those international ducats will will probably left it up i wouldn't be surprised if you saw more pokemon sequels sp- spinning I, out from this i would think that there will be especially with that opening weekend I, I know the international do well probably i probably. We know that warner brothers Come wants on. this to happen because the harry potters you know pokemon fans are not intense. doing so I know. And they're out there. So, you know, this could be a, a viable series for Ryan Reynolds, and it's easy money for him. Absolutely. Jay. Yes. We got to do a trailer park. It's been a little while since we've done a trailer park, but we did have two trailers that dropped during our little hiatus. One of them is an MCU movie, and the other one is for It Chapter Ooh, 2, baby. which I am actually a big one. way more excited for. I hear Living for God, and you just... The Poetics is playing. Poetics, bring the drums in. Cut the beat and let the music play. No trailer park. Shout out to Dave and Jay. I don't serve, but there's a new wave. We've been on since God saved the right style. 
I don't wanna flow until I know that the bass drop. All right, Shane, let's kick this trailer park off with the It Chapter 2 trailer. I was always daddy's little girl. What about you? Are you still his little girl, Beverly? Are you? This meeting the Losers Club has officially begun. We can do this, but we have to stick together. God, that wow. that music is just that was a, that was intense. Yeah, it is. It is intense. Now we did cut out uh, for the trailer we played. We we did cut out like that entire two minutes that was going on with uh, with Beverly going back to her old house and you know talking to the lady who yeah. lived there. Then uh, but that was a very creepy conversation. Yeah, like, it was. It was good ha- cold open. Yeah, they're having uh, this normal conversation, yeah. and yeah. the old lady just like offhandedly mentions that like you know nobody dies here. And then, like, her face just freezes. And, like, I, I for half a second, I was like, oh, shit. My YouTube went down. Like, just tap, tap, tap. And she's like, can I get you some tea? And I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> like, what was that? What are you doing? And then, like, are you still his little girl, Beverly? And I was like, what? And, like, what they're really trying to show us here is that the Losers Club is back in town. And each one of them is, is like, having, having, like, in encounters with it uh with but in reality it's it's you you they don't know whether this is their stress their post traumatic stress from dealing with this 27 sure. years prior you yeah. know and and they're they're having all these echoes back to everything and uh bill hader looks you know i like i like the way he looks here i think he's going to be a good richie you know i i, I like that um he's been you know flexing his dramatic chops on barry on yeah, hbo a so bit. you know i think he's a good casting choice and you know I, I think I think it's going to be a, a, a good casting um, for the adult actors. I think they're right to to not show us too much, to not give us a lot of like. Oh, you act, don't have to. to to not give us a lot of character moments here, because um, I, I think part of the fun of going to see this movie is going to getting to be to learn these characters as adults. That's probably going to be a good bulk of the first of the I first so. third of the film because well, it's going to take a while for us to get used to exactly um, knowing these new faces yeah. for each character yeah. you know so uh it's it, you know it's going to be a new thing for everybody because we're so used to the kids right you know and everybody loved the first movie and everybody rewatched the first movie so we're going into the second movie not knowing exactly who's who unless you read the book unless but. you're into it <laughs> yeah. but um but other than that, it looks fantastic. Dude, there's that, I'm really there's that part where like Pennywise is like, it looks like he's like peeling off his fucking face. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and like, there's that, like that little girl, and I was like, like is the, I think that little girl is like the first kill oh, that he's going to have in his 27 year hibernation, where you know he's and the gonna sound st- quality. He's oh. gonna start getting his uh, he's gonna start getting his his strength back and everything like that. And uh, we do get that part where Beverly is looking at the picture, and there's like a circus clown right there uh-huh. who looks an awful lot like oh, Pennywise. Yeah. And oh, you're just yes. like, 
what the hell is going on? Like, you know, and you're not sure if like, you know, at this point in their lives, like they're looking for Pennywise literally over their shoulder. And like, I wonder like, is she looking at that painting and seeing Pennywise in that painting? I thought, and it's not, but it's it's not, but it's not actually there. You know what I mean? Like, like she's seeing signs of him everywhere, even when they're not there, you know? And, and that's, that's one of the things that's going to play with them is, is there, is there the stress that that put on them psychologically going into their adulthood? Mm-hmm. These are not fully formed, fully functioning, sane adults coming back to Derry. They all carry an emotional scar from from then, and I think this is going to be a lot of them dealing with those with those pretty much new re ripped open wounds is, is what it's going to be. They've, they've all buried it deep and they return to dairy and it's all going to get ripped wide open and they're gonna have to rely on each other to get through it. Like they did the first time. But when you get a group of adults together, it's not the same as getting a group of kids together. You know, it's almost easier to get kids to cooperate with each other than it is to get, to get fully formed functioning adults with, yeah, unhinged personality disorders <laughs> to, to, to get into it yeah it's gonna be interesting to see their character traits you know yeah. and, and and their ptsd uh flare-ups happen you know in town when they're back absolutely so uh, either way i think you know it's it's looking like it's going to be a fantastic sequel they obviously know exactly how to shoot a teaser for this franchise still, and I can't wait. Yeah, and it feels like the right time for them to release this teaser because it's not coming out until September 6th, so it's more of an end-of-summer film, which I feel is, A, a really great time to release it, and B, it's right around the right time to release the the teaser for it. We're four months, four or five months away from it coming out. All right, Jay, the other trailer that we have that had the internet buzz and all the geeky boys like myself going to the Twitters and number fan theories and glaven. I geeked out over this trailer. I'm not going to lie. It is the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. Now, again, this one has some endgame spoilers in it. So if you don't want to hear it, fair warning, skip ahead about five minutes. Everywhere I go, I see his face. I just really miss him. Yeah, I miss him too. I don't think Tony would have done what he did if he didn't know that you were going to be here after he was gone. You going to be the next Iron Man now? Well, no, I don't have time. I'm too busy doing your jobs. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Look, keep up the good work. Because I am going on vacation. Heads up. Nick Fury's calling you. I don't really want to talk to Nick Answer Fury. Phone. Why? Because if you don't talk to him, then I have to talk to him. I don't want to talk to him. You sent Nick Fury to voicemail? I gotta go. You do not ghost Nick Fury. You're a very difficult person to contact, Spider-Man. This is Mr. Beck. We could have used someone like you on my world. New world? Beck is from Earth, just not ours. A snap to our hole in our dimension. You're saying there's a multiverse? We have a job to do. You're coming with us. Where about Thor? Off-world. Captain Marvel. Unavailable. I'm just a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Bitch, please, you've been to space. Saving the world requires sacrifice. Sometimes people die. The world needs the next Iron Man. Are you going to step up or not? 
in here. Get on the jet. Who are you? I work with Spider-Man. You work for Spider-Man? I work with Spider-Man, not for Spider-Man. New plan. Oh, poor Happy Hogan. Just always living in the shadow of someone Love else. John Favreau. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, so, obviously, there's a lot to digest that what just went on Lots. in that trailer. Um, but some of the main points, Spider-Man's worried about living up to the legacy of Iron Man. I wonder if they're putting a little bit too much importance on that. Um, it, maybe this being the first movie, like, right after it. But if we get, like, four or five more MCU movies deep and we're all still, like, hanging our heads over over Iron Man, I'm going to worry a little bit that they're not progressing. I think they're going to do this. I think this is the only character that needs this. Okay, fair enough. Um, and requires it, and especially since it is following up Endgame. Right. It's in that same world. Uh, so I think it was it was kind of smart. It was tongue-in-cheek. It was a little witty. Right. And and I think um, they obviously, and Spider-Man included, was trying to push forward in their life. You know, he's trying to go away. He's trying to go on a school trip to Italy. They just uh, supposed to be, fun with his boys. be a fucking kid, man. Yeah. Now, you may be wondering, like, oh, these are all the same people who were in Spider-Man Homecoming. And it's like, yeah, 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 they are. And it's like, none of them were, were snapped. None of them were in a decimation. Nope, nope, nope. Sony and uh, Kevin Foggy said, just assume that Spider-Man and anyone who appeared in any of his films all disappeared in a decimation and all returned afterwards. Which is why at the end of Avengers Endgame, Ned was there just as young as he was before because he was snapped too. Everyone Spider-Man knew was snapped just to just to keep his little side of the universe clean you know yeah. you're not gonna get like hey who's that lady and it's like oh that's our teacher and it's like well you would have graduated with her five years ago but <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> she uh kind of you know didn't get snapped with the rest of us and it's like oh okay maybe a little weird yeah she's hot a little too confusing <laughs> uh but other than that uh so that's that, that's some interesting little tidbits but then we find out that quentin beck Mysterio is a superhero in a different universe and it's like what and then you know they're talking about like oh the snap ripped a hole in space and time and all this shit and I'm wondering like was it the snap that opened the hole in space I'm, and time I still have my reservations or was it the Avengers going back in time with their little fast and loose with the time play fuckery you know I don't know but like you know the, this is what happens when I'm, you let a Loki go something yeah exactly <laughs> something, something something's up with Mysterio Jake Hall being cast in this role oh he's a fucking liar something's going on he's a fucking liar yeah straight up a liar something going on there he, he's called Mysterio they don't call him Mysterio if if you were if you were gonna believe him he'd be called Truthio <laughs> <laughs> truthy yo truthy yo truthy oh well, they have some big production pieces going on yeah. in venice you know with so, some water fucking monster thing it looks like spider-man 2 you know with the with the sandman or was it three yeah three 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 with sandman yeah yeah, so I think I think what's going on is Quentin Beck is lying. He's not actually from an alternate Earth, but he in the comic books Mysterio is a special effects artist and a little bit of an illusionist and, and stuff Nick like Fury that. Nick Fury doesn't know any better. <laughs> and and that's the thing, like Nick Fury, I was like, oh god, Nick Fury's getting he's just getting lied to all over the place he's anymore. A long he? in the tooth. Yeah, hey, so. he's not. He's, he, Heck, old Gray Mary ain't what he used to be. You know what I'm saying? You know, I think it's time to hang it up and hand it over to Maria Hill or old man Captain Rogers, whichever one. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's I think Quentin Beck's lying. And I think that if Nick Fury isn't just falling for that hook, line and sinker, then he's going along with it to get to the deeper meaning of it. But I don't think perhaps I, he, I can see that, too. He may not be from a different universe. Or if he is, he he's he's lying about being a hero for sure. He is the bad guy. Right. And there's another interesting part 
in here where, you know, Peter Parker has Iron Man's glasses on. Did you notice that? Very quickly. Yeah. He has them on and he pulls them off with like a shocked look on his face. What did he see in those glasses? Because I think that's going to be a Robert Downey Jr. cameo. I think he, for some reason, I just get the feeling like there's going to be like a video message recorded on there for him. Oh, I hope not. Yeah. I don't want to see him. I don't want to see him. I don't want to see it. But I just have a feeling like they're going to do it. I don't know why. I just feel like they're going to do it, but I don't want them to. But uh, it's either that or he's gathering some sort of information that Tony Stark already laid the groundwork for. We know that Tony Stark's the one that figured out time travel. He's going to acquire all the tech. He may have figured out the consequences of time travel. How about the black suit? Oh, the stealth suit. We've been seeing that. Th- th- those are one of the first like set photos that got leaked, or was, and then Disney released after it was him in the stealth suit. I mean, you're working with Nick Fury. You need a stealth suit, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, y- you didn't get a good look. You didn't get a good, you know, uh, close up look of the suit. Right. You know, I mean, I I always loved the way the uh, Spider Man Three black suit looked. You know, I thought that was kind of oh, sexy I never did. looking. Never did. Oh, really? I no. thought it was cool looking. I missed the big white spider on the chest with that. You know, but okay. this this stealth suit this is very reminiscent of like the secret the secret war. Um, you know, uh, secret wars where Nick where uh, Nick Fury kind of sends all of the heroes uh, off to Latvia to fight uh, Doctor Doom's replacement. I can't remember her name, and then like he erases all their minds afterwards. It's a, dude, it's an awesome hmm. awesome story because. Nick Fury fucks with Wolverine's mind, and that's something Wolverine hates is having his memory erased. So, like, they all hate Nick Fury for doing that, too. That's a fucking badass story. But that suit's pretty reminiscent of that outfit that was in that Brian Michael Bendis story from back in, like, 2003, 2004. It's a good read. I would, if you read, I'd tell you to read it. But so there's wow. there's a lot of interesting things that 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 are going on here. Yes. Um, and I like the way that they're kind of like tying this in to Avengers Endgame. However, one of the things that the writers of Endgame said like was like we had no clue that they were planning to do this. Like we we had no clue that the writers over at Sony were going to be writing this into the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. We are the Spider-Man Far From Home movie. They had no clue about it. So that's, that's probably why they're saying that Thanos' snap is the reason that that happened and not all the Avengers time fuckery because the writers at Sony didn't know about Avengers time fuckery. Right. Right. So, but other, 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 otherwise I I think, I'm actually kind of impressed. I, I'm actually pretty pleased with what I've seen. Uh, this did not disappoint me. Yeah. I think for a follow-up to Homecoming, this looked grand. It looked exciting, it and it looked refreshing. And I think it got me excited because I was actually really, you know, prior prior to this, I kind of was a little uh, ho-hum on another Spider-Man movie. Right. And, you know, I was surprised by Homecoming. I liked it a lot. I I quite enjoyed it, and I thought it was pretty pretty on key to what I thought Peter Parker should be in a Spider Man movie. That's what I'm saying. What's what? What's, and this what's follow up looked just in the same formula as Homecoming, but at the same time thrown in with a lot more international grandeur. What's What's impressing me is seeing uh you know Tom Holland at being more comfortable playing Peter Parker, but Peter Parker being more comfortable in his Spider-Man role, Um, even though he's second guessing himself about whether he can be like the next Iron Man or whether he can be a hero of that caliber. He's at least comfortable in his role as the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's more comfortable being a hero. And I'm liking seeing that because, you know, seeing, seeing him very angsty in the first one and just very unsure of himself really 
you know, didn't make me feel like I was watching Spider-Man. It made me feel like I was watching Peter Parker with a mask on. Where this time, like with the way he's quipping with the cops and stuff like that, I was like, that's Spider-Man. Like he feels like Spider-Man yeah. now. Yeah, that was um, cool. Spider-Man's always filled with self-doubt and Spider-Man always is a perpetual teenager with that level of angst and stuff like that. But to see him with that level of confidence when he has the mask on and stuff like that, it makes me think it's going to be a better Spider-Man this time around. Because I know a lot of people loved Homecoming. I liked Homecoming a fair bit, but I didn't love it. You know, there was I had I have my issues with that movie for sure. And uh, I think this time around, I'm I'm looking at this a, a far bit more positively. You know, where I'm just like, I mean, I'm excited for this. I'm I'm way more excited for it. Chapter two, though. Yes. But, <laughs> but you know, July is a lot closer, so we'll be doing a review for Spider Man. Absolutely. Far from home, long before we get to it. All right, Jay, that's it. We we're, we're done catching up on all the shit that we missed over the past two weeks, and we got some beers to review. And a little bit of an indie pod spotlight. Welcome back to the beer segment. Me and Jay got two beers that we are going to be reviewing for you. But before we do that, we got to drop a line to our sponsor, Blowfish. Blowfish is the only FDA approved hangover cure. So if you spent your weekend walking the red carpet, but you were just slightly too trash to make it all the way down there and everyone caught pictures of you falling flat on your face in a puddle of your own vomit and the next morning you're going to need yourself some blowfish. So make sure that you head over to fourhangovers.com, use our promo code SMBFISH get your 15% off of this hangover miracle cure. It's just two tablets that you drop into 8-12 to 12 ounces of water drink it down and you start to feel better immediately. Super Movie Brothers is also brought to you by the PodCoin app. PodCoin is a new podcasting app that is available on iOS and Android. You can check out all your favorite podcasts on the PodCoin app, and you can start earning a little bit for all that hardcore podcast listening that you're doing. So make sure that you download the PodCoin app and listen to Super Movie Bros and all your favorite podcasts there. It's worth it. All right, Jay, we got an indie pod spotlight to do. And this one is for a brand new podcast. They reach out to me and they asked me if we would spin their promo. And then I was like, well, they asked if we would, you know, name drop them on the show. And I was like, well, I, I play your promo. And they're like, a promo. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know, you tell people like what your show is, what it's about, why they should listen. And then they sent me the audio. And this is what they sent us. Hey, guys, I'm Jack. And I'm Quinn. And we are the hosts of. Can't Find My Socks podcast. Our podcast is great to listen to and consists of a variety of topics. We post a random episode between Monday and Wednesday, a sports podcast on Friday, and another episode on the weekend. We are a family-friendly podcast that you can enjoy with anybody you want. You can listen at home, in the car, and at your job, even if you're really bored. Tune in to our next episode, and we will see you guys later. Yark! Safe for work, family-friendly yes. show. And... Obviously, very young. Yeah, so I hesitate to think. Like, do they actually listen to Super Movie Bros? Like, are you are you listening to us? Because we are the not safe for work. Sometimes we talk about movies. One of us talks a little bit too much. The other one, people wish <laughs> would never talk at all. And we are not the same person, yes. even. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, their, their promo <laughs> sounds like if I started a podcast. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, but, <laughs> and I tried to do a promo. But no, but that, that is how podcasts, how a lot of podcasts That's how it start. is in the beginning. So, Look, I was telling Dave, I'm like, I'm sure that we had a variation of that to some degree, but yeah. just the flip side, too much energy. Too much energy, yeah. That, right. No, but I mean, I, I, I did want to really play it because I do want people to support Indie Pods. I want people yeah. to go out there, give them a shot. They can only get better if people start to listen to them. So Yeah, and, and they sound genuine. They, they, exactly. they're, they're trying. You exactly. got to get Given the benefit of the doubt, I gave their first episode a listen to. It's about the uh, NFL draft, so they they, they did release one. That's on cool. May 3rd a lot of people are interested draft. in that. So. so I gave it a listen. Yeah, they they do have some funny stuff. They are they are funny. So I definitely encourage everybody to check out. Can't find my socks, and if you enjoy them, leave them a five star review. Help them grow their podcast. And when you go over and if you leave them a five star review, remember to leave us a five star review as well. That's the only way Super Movie Bros can continue to grow. It's the only way we can start topping them charts. All right, Jay. We we got two beers that we we're going to be reviewing. Look out, Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, n- not going to happen. <laughs> uh, so what beer do you have that you're going to be reviewing for everyone this week? I have Cigar City Brewing's Tobacco Red Ale. Now, that's not you adding like little- Tobacco. Yeah, you're not adding like color. It's a very weird- yeah, No, that's, no, that's the way it's spelled. That's the way it's T-O-C-O-B-A-G-A. Yeah, which, so. is the, which is the way I imagine you would spell tobacco if someone <laughs> asked you to spell it out. I'll tell you what, because it is 7.2 alcohol by volume, and, and you definitely taste that alcohol flavor. It, it is a weird color. It's it looks a like a- dark- Yeah, um, it looks like homeless reddish man- Reddish auburn kind of color to it. Yeah, it looks like a homeless man's bath water. Like, that's, that's, that's what it looks like. It's got a lot of heavy malts to it, and- yeah. And, you winced um, a little bit when you first drank it. it it's it packs a punch with yeah. the flavor. The flavor okay. is a little heavy, and I think in more sips it's going to go down a little bit more nicer. But the but the first sip is a lot of a lot of, a lot of flavors and a lot of uh, alcohol yeah. content going down your throat. So it's funny. It's not w- the women, best beer. Women said the same thing it's about your penis. The- <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of Dave. I literally just bought pineapple juice. <laughs> <laughs> It's just I just started dating a girl, and I'm like, all right, it's kind of a serious thing, maybe. So I got to start like sp- sprucing up my uh, spunk. How about you just be a gentleman? You don't make her swallow it. Well, I mean, you know, it only happened one time so far. So, <laughs> and then um, she was like, you know what? The first, the, the first taste was a little bitter. She didn't spit. Little- hey, I mean, you know. <laughs> But I remember we we had a conversation about this like a month or two ago or something, and then I, and, I, and it dawned on me when I was at the grocery store. I'm like, you know what? They're probably cheap. I'm just gonna get one of those little fucking cans of, of pineapple juice, yeah. and just every other day, just throw one back. You know, yeah, just just kind of sure. keep it in the rotation. Sure, <laughs> just why not? Try to, try to keep it going. Uh, it's a good source of know. vitamin C. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, something. It's something. You know what? It's. <laughs> It's a good thing. It's healthy for your body, but you're doing it for nefarious reasons, sir. Oh, wow. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> what else do you expect from me? Come on. Um, I'm going to give this a, a 2.75. Yeah. All right. Well, fair enough. I am drinking the CBC Remain in the Light Hoppy Pilsner. So uh, this son bitch is 5% alcohol by volume. And dude, uh, I actually like it. It's pretty light. It's pretty crisp. It's uh, so when I think of like a hoppy pills, like I don't I don't think of it to be this hopped. Like this is practically just a pale ale is, is what it comes mm. down to. But it's delicious. It's well balanced. We it's talked kinda, about that before uh, yeah. on a previous um, review of a pilsner being a little too hoppy. And that no, I imagine you, this is what your cum will taste like after you <laughs> after you have pineapple juice. Well, well you were saying that. Everybody, bit, everybody's yeah. tarnishing the categories of beers sometimes, especially pilsners, because everything is very hop. 
everything is is very popular right now. Hop, yeah, hop, yeah, hop, yeah. hop, hop, hop. So everyone's throwing hops in everything, and it's turning pilsners into pale ales, right? And pale ales, pale ales are becoming IPAs, more like, and it's like you know, it's just yeah. one of those kind of things. So, um, you know, it it it, it sounded intriguing. Um, yeah, you know. I mean, maybe I'll try it maybe later on, but we'll see. But um, what do you think? Three point seven five. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's not yeah, that bad. It's not bad, huh? Yeah, you could choke a few of these back. It's, it's a good summer sipper. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an easy summer sipper. Yeah, all right. Don't, okay. Don't, don't bring that back. Still need, we still need to expand your vocabulary for describing beers uh, we're, <laughs> in the summertime. Look, we're we're answering the months of limited <laughs> vocabulary. All right. So coming up next, me and Jay will be doing our look back at the Mortal Kombat movie from 1995. And at the end, we are going to recast the characters with today's modern actors. So stay tuned. Ready to test your might in Mortal Kombat! Oh, God. Well, you got the voice for it, too. Oh, I, I love, I love it. This movie, man, I remember oh, man. I remember the first time I saw this movie. It was in the drive-in theater in Willow Grove, PA. I went with my family and everything like that. And at that point when this came out, I was already a big Mortal Kombat fan from playing the video games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I heard you, you guys heard me like up front and stuff like that. But like I during the Sega Genesis like error, like these are my games. Mortal Kombat 1, 2, oh, yeah. 3. I loved them when I saw them in the arcade i put my parents didn't let me buy this oh really yeah but i played it at my friend's house for sure my parents didn't coolest game my parents never gave a shit when i played i was playing fucking aladdin and you know but like but what's funny is like (laughs) sonic the the video game mortal kombat started like such like vitriol hate from hatred from like parents groups because they're like it's bloody it's violent it's hyper realistic and you go back and you play it now and you're like oh it's like really But at the time, everyone this got, was the first of its kind. Sure, like everyone got so upset over this. Oh, like, it was first huge. Off, there was no blood, which made it even more popular. There's no blood unless you put in the blood code. I mean, but then there was the 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 the, the, the cabinet, like the you know, in the arcades. That was actually somewhat hyper realistic and like very bloody and stuff like that. Right. But uh, yeah, man, and but. It just like started a, a fandom of like you know th- there was always th- there's always like schools when it comes to like video games right there's the kids who played Super Nintendo there's the kids who had a Sega Genesis we mm. were middle class so you you had to have one or the other you no one had both because that was just far too expensive for for kids with, from our socioeconomic status growing up uh, so if you had a Sega 
while they did make Street Fighter games for it, Street Fighter was far more prevalent on the Super Nintendo. And Mortal Kombat on the Super Nintendo had like, instead of blood, there was like sweat. Like you hit a guy and like big drops of sweat would fall down and hit the ground. It was blue colored. It's like, it's weird. Yeah. Right? But like if you, so like Sega was like, Sega was like, you know, what Sega does, what Nintendo don't, like that was their big thing. So like with Mortal Kombat, like you felt a little bit more adult. You felt cooler. You felt edgy. You felt harder. You felt like you could uppercut someone's head off their body because right. you did it in the game. <laughs> Uh, so I remember like getting into like sharing on the playground where it's like, man, you know, I'm trying to do like the Raiden fly thing. And it's like, oh, yeah, the codes and yeah. stuff like oh, that. It's and back the buttons. F- yeah. Back, back, forward, it's, forward or yeah, something. It's whatever. back, forward, A. And it's like, oh, really? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And it's like, I want to do like Scorpion's teleport. Oh, man, that's back, back, you know. The, uh, uh, no, the spear throw. Back, back, A. And like you throw the spear and like you pull it. And it's like, I remember like playing as a kid. I didn't have to do that. Like a lot of those moves. Like I learned that by talking to other people. Sure. The games didn't come with like a move list. They came with manuals and like a storyline and stuff like that. And if you, you know, spend a lot of money, you can get like the cheat sheets and stuff oh, like that. Or, or, or you find could, them somehow. Or you could buy a game genie and yeah. smack that on the bottom of your card and slap that son of a bitch in all in there. And then uh you just get the giant book that's just like your your you know, your power so powerful, like you can you don't even take a hit. Every win's a flawless victory. And it's like, oh that's it's, it sounds fun. Then you gotta play the game and you're just like Going through the motions of like just punching people in one hit, killing them. It's like this ain't fun anymore. No, no. But no. Uh, yeah, I absolutely. So like, I fell into it hard, and then like, I don't know. I guess like the the games kept going into like the PS One era and stuff like that. But I didn't go with them. Uh, you know, I didn't start playing these games again, Mortal Kombat, until Mortal Kombat Nine, Ten, and now Eleven just came out, and. Uh, I think nine was on Xbox 360 and PS3, the last generation, and now uh, on Xbox One has been 10 and 11, and on the PS4 10 and 11. So uh, I just started like getting back into them, and it's like it just brought up like all of this like I'm intrigued to check it out. It's yeah. like all this nostalgia. Oh, I probably won't play it, but I'll watch you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, it's it's a lot more difficult these days than it was then. There's a lot more buttons involved, but I have been playing like the Injustice games, which are also made by the same studio so and it's uh dc superheroes mm-hmm. fighting each other so the controls were, were were pretty pretty loose for me and i did just play duty in shaken not nerd yes. uh, from shaken not nerd i played him online in uh, mortal Kombat, and uh i don't want to like you know <laughs> i don't want <laughs> i beat him <laughs> <laughs> By a lot? No, barely. Skin of my, ah, so it's good. Skin of my it's fucking good cheek. And then we went and played Injustice, and he just fucking mopped. Your it. soul is mine. No, we played Injustice, and he mopped the fucking floor with me for <laughs> two matches. I had to give up. I tapped out. Uh, he, he's so much better at video games than I am. So I'll take okay. the one and only time I'll get a victory over him. And that's it. And I, that's it. I'm. Just leave it at that. I yeah, you spent your week off playing video games. It's all good. <laughs> all right, man. So the Mortal Kombat movie, though, uh, oh. because we were such big fans of it as a kid. 1995. 1995 it came out, and it was directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. You know, he's super famous for all the other video game movies that he's done. Mostly Resident Evil. Resident Evil. But there is a film that he made that after Mortal Kombat that we did like true event horizon that is true i mean we don't love it well okay we like so it. <laughs> he, he had in at least in the 90s pretty much only the 90s um he had a a pretty distinctive visual flair right you know it was very practical 
Um, it was very 90s. You know, the, the the Jude Law, City Frost movie, Shopping, which was his first movie, uh, very British, very right. very uh, teen angsty, very kind of, you know, juvenile, delinquent type, this, type weird movie. This is his first blockbuster yeah. film. So this, this was by far his first foray into like the big blockbuster type of format. And obviously because this movie was, you know, a first of its kind. I mean, not, I mean especially on, on such a hype level movie you know this wasn't super movie <laughs> super mario brothers um but it was definitely on a fan service level this was that error this was the hottest thing in teen it was. culture it was kid yeah. culture you know so this w- this was my first movie probably my favorite movie of the time because this was like the sacred thing like this was like the most mysterious game that i wasn't allowed to play but i played with my friends and i felt like naughty doing it and sneaking cigarettes and like you know like just being like the bad kid like how 12 old? years old i don't know I was in like, 1993 how old were you oh 93 oh 93 i was nine i was nine okay never sneaking mind cigarettes maybe not that young 12 13 <laughs> on the cusp of that but like no but it was uh but that yeah this was like that time and i, I felt really you know it was cool it, it just felt like exciting and it felt very masculine it really and, did and, and, and something new i so when this movie came out i was just oh. i think i grew my first nut hair like playing Probably. mortal Kombat. you Probably. know it's just like i got just a little bit manlier and like i'm sitting there and like where i'm just like flawless victory <laughs> my voice started cracking <laughs> puberty set in because i i just did a fatality i am a man now uh so the story of mortal Kombat. Yes. Is that and and they don't really tell you this much in the movie, but the way it works is there's Ooh. like seven different realms and they for any time a realm wants to conquer another realm, it has to challenge it to Mortal Kombat and it must beat it ten times. S- ten times, right, ten yes. times. And uh They've the, won nine times and this will be the tenth time. That's right. And so it's a big thing. They need to win this. Absolutely. And there is Luke Kang's brother who in this I believe they call him Shang, but in the original, in the video game, it was actually Kong Lao, who was the fighter who failed to beat Shang Tsung in the in the ninth tournament. So the God of Thunder, the God of Lightning, Raiden, played by Christopher Lambert of Highlander fame, here we are! Born to be He kings. had fun with us. We're yeah. the princes of the universe. There could be only one, Jack. Only you. <laughs> yeah, no, Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Freddie Mercury's the only one who can sing that song. Yes. Uh, and he recruits Liu Kang, played by Robin Shao, Johnny Cage, played by Lyndon Ashby, and Sonya Blade, who's played by Bridget Wilson Sampras. And uh, they are going up against Shang Song, who is one of my favorite actors of that of, of this day, uh, his name is Kari Tagawa, and he actually is in Mortal Kombat 11 playing Shang Tsung, <laughs> except he looks like he does now, not what he did then when mm. he was much younger. And man, he was such a good bad guy in this movie. Like just oh, watching it, like a perfect best. video game perfect. bad guy. Perfect. 
So Raiden pretty much orchestrates some events to get these three characters onto a ship that is bound for Outworld where they will compete in the tournament of Mortal Kombat. And along the way, uh, Johnny Cage, Liu Kang, and Sonya Blade run afoul of the ninjas, Sub-Zero and Scorpion, who have their own backstories, which we can't get into here because it's far too deep, far too convoluted. Just play mm. the video games. I mean, you may piece it together by that or just look up a wiki. <laughs> That's what I had to do. <laughs> uh, and they they get to Mortal Kombat and they must face down all these all these baddies and the biggest baddie of them all. And I got to say, watching it the other night, I still think the practical effects for Goro hold up pretty well. Like when I was watching it, I was like that's that's not bad a movie with an 18 million dollar budget. Like right. 6 million of those dollars is right there in in Goro in, in Goro alone. And I was pretty impressed with that. But what I was most impressed at at this movie, it's not the story cuz that's barely there. It's not the acting because that is also super not even there. Uh, you know, even Christopher Lambert. Almost on point. It's almost like they intended it to be that bad. Like Christopher Lambert has like three or four lines, and they're all talked like this. Jesus. Yeah. It, it, yeah You're a coward, sure. sorcerer. But like, honestly, I think it's one of those things, like, I, I have a feeling this was a rush script. I think this was a rush film to put out as oh, soon yeah. as possible at the height of this popularity with this. Oh, um, the studio, video def- game, the studio so. definitely went like, we just got the rights from Ed Boon, the creator of the video game, to make a Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. Just write out a very simple outline right. and cool scenes. By 1996, <laughs> Mortal Kombat may not be popular because, vi- and, and at that point, Hollywood knew nothing about video games really, and right. to to an extent, they still don't. Even though Detective oh. Pikachu is going to be like the highest grossing video it's game film ever. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not saying a whole lot. So video, so Hollywood still doesn't get it. So they were just like, strike while irons are hot. Like, hit of it. Of course. Hit it now and let's make this movie because- It worked for me. Because the Street Fighter film just got Jean-Claude Van Damme and everyone's like, no. And they're like, yeah, Van fucking damn. And everyone, oh, we got to get this movie out quickly because Van Damme's going to smash us in the box office when that comes out. <laughs> which is a talking about street fighter i will have to have mark on to talk about street i was fighter, gonna say love for that watch your tongue david <laughs> you can't speak of street fighter without mark without mark i feel like he's just gonna pop in the door he's like oh we talked I, I actually looked over my shoulder i think i was just right. like wait a minute the door opens and instead of lauren yelling at us to keep <laughs> it down in her house like it's it's mark and he's like yo i heard street fighter and it's like how did you get here so quick david <laughs> it's 11 40 I'm trying uh, to sleep. So, but but the thing that I really liked in this was like I liked the way that they actually weaved in parts of the the video game and stuff like that. They do. Like, no, they do. Like when Sonya fights Kano, she wraps her thighs around his neck and she brings him to the ground and breaks his neck and stuff like yeah. that. One of her moves in the video games to grab him with her thighs and Pretty flip brutal. him across. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Johnny Cage does a shadow kick at one point. Uh, Liu Kang at the very end throws a fireball. They find little ways to fit yeah. elements from the game in there. There's even a secret fight at one point when Liu Kang fights Reptile, who was the secret fighter that you had to beat somebody at a certain time on the, I know there's like video game nerds like screaming at me right now, uh, on the pit to get a flawless victory X amount of times in a row. And then Reptile shows up and challenges you and generally whoops the ever loving shit out of you. But um, in the video game, so normally, but, but there's like a secret, there's a secret fight in it. He fights Reptile and stuff like that. So, so the number one thing with this movie was it's just a fan service movie full on dude this and it 
I, I eat it up. It's between a fa- the music. It's a fan film, right? right? Like, oh, for sure. Like. For it feels sure. like a fan Absolutely. film. Yeah. But the music, and to be honest, the production design I thought was fantastic. I really do. For what it is and for what world we're in, I thought I ate it up. I loved it. I think it worked so, immensely. And so for like $18 million, they were really just cool. like, all right, well, let's have them fight on a beach, and we'll put some poles in the ground well, with some see, flags. You can see. They're like in Fiji at some right. point, like on these yeah. beaches, like with the weird, you know. And then they're like, all right, so we need stuff. like, we need like, uh, you know, uh, just a, a dungeon. Sure. And then we need, we need like a. Uh, but it's just. Uh, God, that, that, I just remember that Johnny Cage fight, like in the wood scaffolding and stuff like that in hell. Oh, like in that hell, was pretty cool. much. Yeah. Was it with Scorpion? Yeah. It's that a cool was really fight. cool. But then it gets shitty because I didn't like the way. Scorpion went out. Uh, you, you don't like him picking up he the shield? He takes his mask off and he literally just like stands there and well, doesn't he's about fight to, and he just dies. That's his finishing move. That's his fatality. His fatality was to pull his mask off and he reveals a skull and then he shoots fire out yeah, of his he, face. But he literally did nothing. Well, he, he shot fire at his face. Okay, and that's it. And then he just got slaughtered yeah. by Johnny and yeah. literally just stood there and just took it. Dude, Johnny Cage beat Goro with a nut punch. I'm just saying. It's like the sweetest just move saying. in the game. I, I know. That it. was sick. I love that. <laughs> I love that. That was smooth. He knew exactly what to do. Yeah. I love the confidence. It's just like, I wonder if a, I wonder if a giant four-armed man has giant four balls. Turns out he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's when, not the same man after that day. Right, when in doubt, if it's a bipedal creature, you know where the testicles <laughs> are. And you're going to aim for them. Uh, yeah. And you probably don't have to. I will say this. You don't have to aim too high because there's probably like two and then two on the bottom. Right, two at the bottom. Right? Yeah. <laughs> just like just, yeah, two and two. Two more danglers yeah. down there. Uh, I want, it, you always wonder how that loincloth even covered up a scrotum of that Yeah, he was wearing MC Hammer pants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I wondered like while watching this, like. If they were to like remake it, which we know from our news that there may be a remake or or some sort of continuation of it in the works, how would people f- like feel about Sonya Blade's character moving forward? Because like like she is so, and I was telling Lauren this when we were watching it, I was like, she's so hardcore about that ponytail. She doesn't use a hair tie to keep her ponytail back. She straight up ties it in a knot. Like she's just that, that's how serious she is about her ponytail. But like you know, she does have. Uh, some decent character development and stuff like that in it where she's like this hard nosed person who doesn't ask for help. You know, she, she's tough. She can do anything. It's not bad. But then it, they it, completely undermine yeah, that yeah, by her do. becoming the damsel. And, they and, do. And then, you know, change her hair or put her into this in a slave dress, outfit. In a slave, in a slave outfit. outfit. I know. And it's like, since when is she becoming like this slave thing? I right. thought she was going there to a different dimension to fight. Right. Where, where's her toughness now? So, like, what was the point of this? It's like, they, it, that's just poor writing. And so, it, like, obviously, because, you know, right. they knew that they were going to well, go and well, try and well, save Well, Shang Tsung got to challenge, you know, if Johnny fought and beat Goro, like, then Shang Tsung would get to challenge the fighter of his choice and stuff like Terrible bet. But uh, he chooses Sonya. And then, like, Raiden's just like, you're a coward, sorcerer. And I'm like, is he? I mean... Because she seemed like a competent ass fighter. Like, I feel like she might have a shot against Shang Tsung. And then they're like, no, 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 no. She's a lady. She's got no shot. Yeah. He's got her, that's he's what got her by the ponytail. Absolutely. She's got no shot. You know, it's like, eh. That's the only thing like watching it. And I was like, Nate, that's my 2019 eyes watching this, though. Like, I think in 1993, like, no, it. 
no one cared about uh, you wouldn't feminine power. No, you would not movie. have thought twice about it. But at in, all. but like even in the game, like today, Sonya Blade, like she's a prominent character. She's powerful as shit. And in Mortal Kombat 10, it's her daughter Cassie uh, Cassie Cage who who actually wins and and defeat in the storyline defeats the the wow. biggest bad who's an elder god. So it's kind of like an interesting thing, like that that how far Mortal Kombat has come. I guess it's strange to say, like how far it's come. Politically correctedness. Well, look, <laughs> our generations are now dads. You know, they got they got kids now, and they're you know. Right, we got daughters. I don't want some. I don't want some interdimensional sorcerer to grab my daughter by the ponytail and challenge her to a fight to the death. Mm. No, I just want her to stand up for herself, kick him in the balls, and just like you know, well, have her play Mortal Kombat Eleven. All right, but but of course, you know, we, then we get that we get that final fight with like Liu Kang yes. and uh, and Shang Tsung in what basically is the pit, right? Like, there's all the spikes. with the Mortal Kombat emblem, with, right? With, with the, the spikes off, and the spikes so cool. come out of so it, cool. and they fight each other, and yeah, you know, Liu Kang gets his ass kicked, and then I guess like he hears Raiden's voice in his head, and he's like, right. "You're right, I can do it, Raiden." Like, you know, because everyone he's knows the chosen that, one. Everyone knows that an inspirational speech is all you need to pick yourself back up and be better <laughs> <laughs> and then he whoops the shit out of him yeah yeah it's, it's it, still the clinton error yeah he does the bicycle kick at one point to it's a reptile and it's like it's it, this i will say this like if you've never played mortal Kombat one two or three and stuff like on the sega genesis like you won't appreciate if this. you weren't a, 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 of this era you can't watch this and be like that was a damn good movie you know like you know <laughs> It's true though, Dave. It's true. It's goddamn true. If you showed us to this someone this is cold, our like, era. Right. Like Lauren's like, oh no, I I remember enjoying this movie. Then it was over. It's like, do you still do you still like it? She's like, yeah, it's all right. But like I was like, all right. But like if you knew nothing about Mortal Kombat, it's like hot garbage. It's like it is. It just would be a hot garbage movie. Oh, absolutely. Without yeah. the pretense of being an adolescent boy playing this, this video. Yeah. Game. If I if I didn't play this, this would be like a movie where I'd be like yeah. tortured to watch. Oh yeah. I'd be like, what the. F- Fuck, yeah, if I gave terrible. this to you in movie homework, you'd be like, what the fuck? You might as well have given me Masters of the Universe, you prick. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, for sure. But, you know, it, it is martial art porn, and, and it's a lot of fun, a lot of nostalgic stuff with the video games and, and, and just being in that era. Because this Absolutely. was one of those, this was the first movie of its kind that came out that I was at the proper age and it was made for me. Right. It, we, were, we, were so, on the, we were on the precipice of puberty. It, and it, it was, was kind of cool. Yeah, it was, it was just the right time for us. Now, Very cool, actually. You know my disease. You know that because oh, I yeah. watched this, I had to watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation. And holy <sighs> shit. <laughs> There was I, I never ze- watched it. There was zero appreciation for like anything that was done in that movie. Like where like you know, I you look at uh you look at Mortal Kombat and you're like, ah, oh, solid C plus. You know, like maybe a C. It's in it's in the C range. I had some fun with it. And uh you, when you watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation, you're just like, Oh my god, this is as bad, if not worse than Underworld Blood War. <laughs> Blood Feud. Whatever the fuck it was called. That shitty movie for like two years ago that I oh, my, my only F on Super Movie Bros, I think, to this day. Like one of one of the few Fs I've ever given out to a movie. But it was it was, yeah, pretty that much, was a couple years it ago. It was pretty much that bad. Like it was just that fucking bad. Well F for fucking bad. <laughs> okay. Uh but I did watch it. Stayed up till one o'clock in the morning watching Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Mm. Just like nodding off nodding off to sleep, just being like, why am I why am I why am I torturing this? myself? Why am I, like, why am I watching <laughs> this? Why am I not sleeping? Like I'm watching it and I was just like, huh? They put the uh, they put the cyborgs in this one, Sector and Cyrax and Smoke, and I was like, what? Like what? 
what were they thinking in the costume design of those things? Because it just looks like they were like, all right, here's a motocross helmet. Uh, here's some Predator dreadlocks, and we're going to give you some uh, hockey pads there. You're going to go out there, and you're going to fight this dude with metal arms. What's my motivation? You're going to fight the dude with metal arms. Get your <laughs> ass out there. Not even Paul W.S. Anderson wanted to come back for that movie. And not even the guy who played Johnny Cage wanted to come back for that movie. Christopher Lambert didn't want to come back for that movie. Uh, you know, Sonya Blade didn't want to. They recast everybody with the exception of Liu Kang. Like, Liu Kang's the only person who returned for that movie. Well, you know, I mean, look, I, I, I don't know. This dude was like, they're building a franchise on me. Let me get in on this. I guess. Yeah. So, Jake, we know now that they are remaking uh, Mortal Kombat, yes. or at least something of the ilk is <clears throat> in the works. This is, a, this is fun for us, you know, because, I mean, you and I are, are doing genuine trying to uh, yeah. uh, cast this. Like, we are casting directors in Hollywood right now right. for this new Mortal Kombat movie. Obviously, it's got a lot of hype. So here's the thing. All right, so, so so this is what we're going to do. We are going to be recasting Mortal Kombat for a modern generation, right. but in a cave- realistic way. The caveat is we're doing it in a realistic way. These are all people that we yeah. think not A-list stars, right. Per se, but, are you know. fit the fit the tone of the movie, fit the tone of the character that right. we're looking to do, and could realistically be swayed to be in a Mortal Kombat movie. And I do just want to give a shout out because my idea for this is not really my idea so much. Uh, this kind of came from Bad Casting Podcast. Uh, they are a relatively new podcast. They're only on episode five. Uh, they are based out of. Australia, and they actually will be having our good friend Duty from Shaken Not Nerd on for their next episode to recast Mortal Kombat. So he will be joining it. So very cool. A lot of the fun from this came from me and Duty like texting each other back and forth and being like, "What about this person to play this? Play that person to play this and stuff." And I was having so much fun doing it. I was like, "All right, we're gonna do it on our show." But if I'm gonna take their idea, they're a relatively new podcast and stuff like that. I want to give them a shout out. They uh, are, you know, are they are good friends of Duty, who's a good friend of ours. So we really want to support sure. them. It's Bad Casting Podcast, and you can check them out on your favorite podcatcher, Podcoin, if you're. Down with that uh, or you can always check them out on itunes and if you like them leave them a five-star review all right jay let's get this underway lord raiden you want to start with raiden yeah let's let's just go right down the imdb all right all right so let's all right who do you have for raiden because i think i have a raiden that's so motherfucking perfect it's gonna make you plot your shorts i want to go with uh liam neeson liam neeson yes you think you you think that they can get Liam Neeson. For this role, yes. Because I think that they're going to spend the most money on him, obviously, probably. But right. like it's it's for a very short role. It's a very small role. It's very, you know, it's like almost like a cameo. He's barely in there. That's true. Right? So he's popping in and he's like the wise man. So I, I think he fits the bill. All right. I think, so, I, I think I got one that's better. He's probably my biggest star. I got, I got this one, and I think he's better, and I think he is of the right star caliber mm. and would totally be willing to do this because he was just recently in The Predator, and we know how bad that movie was. Um, it's Thomas Jane, man, and he even kind of looks like an older Christopher Lambert. That is true. And he even talks a little bit like Christopher Lambert that does. That is true. So I just feel like I'm just like- Good call. I can't get Christopher Lambert because he's way too fucking old now. So we'll just get Thomas Jane, and he can deliver that, you're a coward, sorcerer. <laughs> You know, just channels that inner Punisher in himself to play Lord Raiden. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Thomas Jane would make a good I Lord like Raiden. it. I like it. Liu Kang. All right, Jay. Who do our you- star. Yeah. The right. chosen one. So who do you got for Liu Kang, man? Daniel Day Kim. 
You were Daniel Day Kim. For I went. UK? I went with Daniel Day Kim. It's too I did. old. No, I. I. I, old. I think. I think. You know, he's a dashing guy. I know he's 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 been around the block a little bit. You know, Hawaii Five O and Lost, obviously. And I like him as this role. If he grows his hair out. Nah. It gets chiseled. I think it'll work. All right. Now, I said yours I, is, I said yours is too old. Um, even though but I don't think age has really anything to do with this role. Even though who I have for Liu Kang is actually only four years younger than him. Uh, so I have Sung Kang as Liu Kang. Now you know you may know him as Han from the Fast and Furious. Very good choice. Movies. Very good choice. Yeah. I and like I, that as well. I, I, I like Absolutely. him. Absolutely. I, I think he has like the right the right kind of like look for Liu Kang. He's and got stuff the more like youthful that. look for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. But I think Daniel Day Kim, I think he works better and I'll get into what I think he work he works better as later on because he might he might be on my list sort of. All right, Jay, uh what's 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 the next one you want to do? Johnny Cage? Of course. All I right. got Alex Pettifer. Okay. Yeah, so this- you know he's done I Am Number Four and uh, you know Magic Mike, you know the first movie I think he was in, and then uh, you know he's done a couple other things. So you know he 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 just has that kind of perfect quality of like that like Hollywood trying to be a star but not really a star right. <laughs> kind of look. Like he's like a pretty boy, he, he's kind of like, he's kind of kind of de- has an assholeness to him. He's kind of he's kind of desperate and he's gonna do Mortal yeah, Kombat in hopes that it does really well. And yeah, I, th- I think he's got that kind of yeah. thing to battle. Uh, no, for you know, for me, I'm thinking of someone who is probably a little bit more seasoned than him, um, but definitely is the type of guy who seems like he might take just about any role. Uh, I'm doing Justin Hartley, and he plays Kevin most recently in this is us but he's also played the green arrow before in the smallville series he yeah. was he in, in the fine choice fine aquaman choice, pilot he played aquaman he he has the right like body type to be like a fighter and stuff like that but he plays such a good asshole at times on this is us and he also plays like a movie star in this is us so i'm just like yeah he kind of does fit the bill of like an egotistical prick i could see you saying that yeah absolutely all right jay uh what's next sonya blade sure Sure, sure. I'm gonna go with Amber Heard. Amber Heard. Okay, I I do like that. I think she, her star power might be a little bit high. Well, I personally don't think so. All right, so let's say this. I don't her, think her she's tab, a bank. Her tabloid power might be a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> I look. She, yeah, I don't. She's not a box office draw by any means, and I think um, Aquaman. It was, was simply, you know, if anything, it was Jason Momoa. But like, you know. The franchise series in general, but anyway, so for Amber Heard just has that look. She has that kind of cheesy, very attractive, very sharp edged, like you know, sassy kind of dominating kind of I like feature look to her. Fully you know, to expected some degree. you to go with like Margot Robbie, like a hundred percent. I was like, yeah, I think she's too big of a star. Yeah, you know, 100%. and I'm trying not to go with like too big of stars i'm right. trying to go ground myself in reality who i think who could be casted in this fucking movie and i think amber heard would uh potentially do it right. you know so my my choice for sonia blade uh emily van camp now she's currently i love that on, girl on a show called uh the resident yeah. where she's where she plays nikki a uh, nurse practitioner on that show but she also was sharon carter in civil war she deserved more just she throwing did. that out there. Just she throwing did. that out there as her role in that, in that franchise. Yeah, oh, she deserved more. She deserved more. 100%. Sharon Carter was a big deal for the yeah. Captain America comics and stuff like that, especially yeah. in the mid 2000s and stuff. But, you know, she did get, kind of get pushed to the side. But yeah, I, I think Emily Van Camp, I think she's got the right look for Sonya Blade. I would like to see her do something where she plays like a 
that type of badass. We did see her kind of be one in in Captain America: Winter Soldier and Civil War. So, yeah, I th- I think she can do the the secret agent, like the you know the the special ops type person, pretty well. All right, Jay. The next one, uh, you want to do Shang Tsung? Sure, I'm gonna do with. Um I'm actually going to go with Ken Watanabe. Ken Watanabe, yeah. I know he's normally the good guy in in U.S. cinema. Right, yeah. But I think he'd be a good bad. Oh, 100%. You know, he, he's just that certain kind of age. He has those eyes. He he has he can have that menace come out. He's so I played think, a gangster before. I think it'll be fun. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. I think I think he would he would he would do well. All right. I think it would do well. This is hard because I do love that villain. A this lot is this is movie. really hard for me because yes. I can't see Shang Tsung as anyone else than Kerry Takawa. <laughs> like, I don't blame you. I uh, kind of just want him Dave, to do it again. High five. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I kind of just want to do it. Let's just put a wig on him and put. <laughs> <laughs> but if he's too old, like let's just say let's let's say okay. he's too old and he can't well, and, you know. and, he can, and 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 Kerry can't return to do it. Um, then. I would say Daniel Day Kim as Shang Tsung, as the younger version. Shang, uh, See, my boy, I think he has too much of an innocent look about him. I don't think he has that bad boy I don't know. look. I think he could play a bad guy. Dude, in the whole first like two seasons of Lost, he was a bad guy, right? Like You didn't like him. He seemed like this abusive asshole who like whooped on his wife and shit. Uh, hmm. Yeah. He just seemed very stern, very uh, conservative. Um, yeah right. N- none of those qualities that would be in a that, that a bad guy would have. Bad guys aren't stern or angry or anything. <laughs> All right, uh, final final one, Jay. Uh, for for the actors, I do have a few that I want to throw out there after this. But who's your Kano man? Because because uh, you know there has to be a bad guy for Sonya Blade to be chasing down, and Kano is of course you know kind of a big part of the video games, part of the original cast in the video games. We're not going to recast Sub Zero or Scorpion because they just wear masks, and uh, you just got to get some awesome stunt guys to do it. But Matt Dillon, Matt Dillon, huh? Yeah. All right. Just throwing it out there. That's I mean, weird. You know, he. I just watched he, something about Mary this week too. I, I just, <laughs> I just, I just find his. He has that sensibility that can throw out some cheesy lines, right. you know, and and this is this role requires that, and I think he can ham it up and have a good time with it and uh, and play that role. But um, there, there's there's people out there that can do it. I mean, obviously, but like you know, there. Well, you know. I have one who can do it. Okay, and Kano's Australian, and this guy's Australian. He is the third banana in the Helmsworth Brothers trilogy. <laughs> Luke Helmsworth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a great choice. Yeah, he's like the ugly Helmsworth, right? Like, no, well, it's like, technically, you, you, right? He's a good-looking guy, but he's, apparently he's the ugly Helmsworth. Like, he's not Liam, and he's the ugliest, not right? <laughs> and he knows it. Ugliest Avenger. <laughs> Watch him. You know, who knows? He might have the biggest dick out of the three of them. Who knows? Who knows? You know, but, but I'm saying, he, I think, I think he's got like the right, like, like I think if he like grew like a little bit of like a beard and you you slap that metal I've eye heard on a him. lot of people say that they want him for. Um, Wolverine. Wolverine. I've, Wolverine, heard, I've, yeah. heard, I've heard that too. All right, Jay. Uh, now, just real quick, there's one other one that I want to list off here. And uh, if they were to bring Jax into it. Now, a lot of people think that Jax is the guy that fights and is killed by Goro in the original.
original movie and uh, Shang Tsung steals his soul. That's actually a guy whose name is Arden, and he is a a guy that Johnny Cage is familiar with. It's not actually Jax, but you do see Jax in the original Mortal Kombat movie. He is with Sonya as she's tracking yeah. Kano yeah. just before they get on the boat. She actually refers to him as Jax right there, uh-huh. um, and he doesn't show up again until until Mortal Kombat Annihilation. But it, when I played the games when he came out in Mortal Kombat 2, he was actually my player. Like I used to play a lot as Sub-Zero and and uh, Scorpion, but in the second game, once I could play as Jax, he was like this big brawler. He used to do these awesome like I, grapple moves and bash people with I, his fists. I think I have a good good one. Uh, uh, Ray Fisher. Okay. From uh, Justice League, you know, and, and yeah. Batman v Superman, playing Cyborg. I got one back. Um, I think, you know, he's at that age, and I think he's of that, you know, he's gettable, you know, so I think he would actually sign up for he's this. He's gettable, or he could get it. <laughs> Is that what you're saying, Jay? Yeah. You're like, yeah, he can get it. <laughs> no, uh, I, I have one better. I got Trevon- I got Trevante Rhodes, man. Oh. So he was he was into Predator this year. That's, that, that's my Idris Elba. Right. And he's the hundred, a sexy motherfucker. And yeah. the, so he was in the Predator, and he was. The, and we said it during our review as for I, the Predator. As I adjust myself in my pants right. here, <laughs> and we said it during our review for the Predator. He was the best part of that movie. He was. He was. He was. He actually was. Yeah. Uh, he was one of. The, he was the best part of that movie. Uh, he was just in Bird Box with Sandra Bullock, where he right. played the boyfriend role in that. I really enjoyed him with that. He was one of the better parts of that movie. He seems and, to ground his characters pretty well right. and, and have. For you. and he has the masculinity for you, know. you he was in moonlight for me yeah, yeah and exactly Just that's how him. i knew him right. and i loved him in that role right. he was a great you know but great i think he has choice. he and, has a um, swagger that map. works for Jax and stuff like yeah. that like yeah, yeah. i could see him in that role now jay who would you like to be the writer of this film matthew vaughn okay wow so you're, you're I, going big bigger I, than i thought i went i went Okay, so I went big with the writing and directing. I went squad. big. I went big too. So, so you know, sort of. I think that um, you know, I didn't go with him as a director. I went with him as a writer because I think he can write out an interesting, fun storyline, and I think he's good with knowing the property and knowing how to fan service, but also deliver a quality movie to the same side. Oh yeah, you know, so uh, find that balance, the okay. happy balance, you know. So I think that was my my choice for that. All right, uh, and then who's your director? Because I'll get into my writers and directors. Andy um, Muschietti. So he's the Andy, one. Of Andy Circus, because you love Mowgli so much. <laughs> I haven't not seen that. Yeah, th- but remember, you were the one who was all about Mowgli when it was coming out, and I was the one that's like, I don't even want to do a trailer park for it because I don't care about it. I know. I I try to give it the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Yeah, and then it came to Netflix, and you're like, oh, wow, no one cares about this movie, huh? I never even saw it even come on the radar, practically. It literally <laughs> came and went. Yeah. I feel uh, bad. All right, so, they all lost right. a lot of money for that movie. Fair enough. My um, Andy who? <laughs> I know. You just jumped into Circus. I'm like, who the fuck is, what are we talking about Andy Circus for? It's the fucking director of It. No, I don't like that. No? Now he's meant for bigger things than Mortal Kombat. What the fucker? This is, this is what I'm saying. Like, this is, I think they could do something fun with this, uh, you know? And, like, he can pull out, like, a great... After watching it, I don't think, like, oh, oh, he's got fun written all over him. <laughs> you know he mean? does. He knows the property. He That's the thing. Like, he knows the franchise. He knows what he's working with. And he knows how to deliver it and put it on screen for the, visu- for the visual um, side for us to enjoy. And okay. I think, it, you know, he would be able to pull that on um, on screen for us again in Mortal Kombat like the true fans of Mortal Kombat okay fair enough uh, for me my writer is Phil Lord okay another guy who cool. like who, who's really good at like just getting properties and stuff like sure. that sure uh, and my director is David Leach now he was the director of Deadpool 2 okay yeah all right 
that that I, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. That's that's like a that's team more of a um, of a B action movie type director. proper B yeah. movie director. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I I have no delusions of grandeur like you do, sir. I think that this would be a very. I told you I went a little bit more adventurous with right. my um, behind the scenes people. And then this would be produced by James Wan, clearly, because he's the <laughs> producer. And like this sounds like a cast yes. and 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 a writer and director team that James Wan would put together. <laughs> like that's what it sounds like. That's why I put. <laughs> together matthew vaughn and, and yeah. andy yeah he's james exactly. Vaughn. yeah, yeah it's because of james it vaughn. works all right so uh i'll put made up a billion dollars motherfucker i'll put up a twitter poll for for jay's uh yes who do you think who has the better fucking who, thing who is the oh better? my god i love this yeah, i can't I'll, wait for this list i'll put up a twitter poll we'll answer yes. it next week we'll I have people leave poll. comments and we'll have a question of the week Vote for the first for time me. in a long time <laughs> uh so <laughs> that's gonna do it for super movie brothers tonight i want to thank you guys for taking a trip down memory lane as we talk about mortal a lot of fun guys had a lot of fun discussing the trailer parks that we did uh if there's Anything that we talked about in the show that you would like to comment on, please reach out to us on Twitter at SuperMoviePod. You can reach out to Jay on Facebook, Super Movie Bros Podcast on there. There's actually two Instagrams that are going on out there right now. Jay is doing the beer review one. Super Movie Bros Beer. Yeah, and then I am also running the Movie Cocktail one. You can reach out to either one of us on there. We just drop little things here and there uh, for you to comment on. We're always happy to talk with you guys anytime you want to reach out to us. I want to thank bad casting podcast and duty from shake and not nerd for giving me the uh the idea to to do mortal Kombat again to discuss it so please make sure you check out both of those shows we are also part of a network we're part of the Podfix network so you can check out all the other great shows that are part of the Podfix network by heading over to podfixnetwork.com and you can also check out all of our movie cocktail recipes up there i also want to say congratulations to my good friend wes from the via vhs podcast and i'm his co-host over there on good morning mose isley which is our star wars podcast uh he just gave well he didn't give birth his wife just gave birth to their first child so just absolute big congratulations to wes uh on that on uh, may your first child be a masculine child sir <laughs> <laughs> and then uh of course we have a sponsor they are blowfish you can get your very own hangover miracle cure at fourhangovers.com using our promo code SMBFISH. I want to thank all of you guys for listening. Thank you very much. Have a great night. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.